Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. Everybody and welcome back to our third session of the day. Next up, we've got Monica Loya Clark, and she's going to be outlining how to smoothly run an influencer-led marketing campaign. And so, with that, Monica, the floor is yours. So, I've spent my entire career trying to figure out what the most direct path is to the players themselves. And that led me to working currently at Loaded as a developer of partnerships. So helping video games come up with their content creator strategy slash influencer strategy. And, um, and I just felt that working through the influencers was the most honest way to get a really great sense and tell the story of what your video game is. And um, one last bit note, I'm also on the board of Women in Gaming International Wiki. So I'm totally going to do something that everybody tells you not to do, which is to put a, a bunch of words on one page. Uh, but I think, it, I think it's super important to go over the definition of what, what an influencer-led campaign is. And it's, it's a campaign that utilizes influencers to highlight the contents of your game to their communities across the multiple different platforms that are out there, such as Twitch, and it's support and, and support it through your own company's communication channels and marketing efforts. And its purpose is to showcase your game to relevant gaming audiences through the many platforms in which players spend their time, and it serves to drive discoverability of your game. But first, before we go into the components of the of what what comes up with the campaign, is all the very many different things that could possibly go wrong through this entire process. I won't go into the solutions, but we can go over that in the Q and A part. Internally, some of the challenges that you're going to face are no one can come to an agreement on the type of activation and then the best way to measure its success. Or your social assets are behind schedule and you have nothing to share with the influencers that are going to be working on your game. Or you're running the camp campaign internally yourself and there are so many agencies 
and so many talent management companies that have little knowledge about the game, so they don't know how cool your game is or why it would be relevant to the influencer. And so trying to manage all that internally can, can be a real challenge. And then externally, these are very real world scenarios is um, when working with the influencers is sometimes they commit and then they stop re responding. Um, they cancel on the day of the activation. They aren't prepared. Um, they continue to negotiate terms and deliverable, deliverables after originally committing to initial terms. And then the worst of all is that they do something inappropriate and it really impacts the campaign or worse, or worse the game. Um, so there's so many challenges and be aware that you should know that there will be challenges that are come up. And so you wanna give yourself time to be able to address them. And here are the components. Um, it always starts with the game and you wanna figure out what that messaging or what that story is that you wanna be able to communicate through the influencers. And most importantly, how is it that you're gonna integrate the, either their community or, or your community into the activation that you want to be able to do. So it starts with the games. Um, please note that throughout this review, I have a bunch of questions that I ask myself constantly. Um, I was that kid in school who always raised her hand to ask questions, and I, I, I do that to myself as well. And so when you're thinking about how you start with the game, you have to ask, you know, what is it about your game that you want players to know? Is it a, is it a particular feature set of uh, the world that you've created? Is it the social interactions because it's a multiplayer and it allows you um, to play with your friends? And so when you, you want to focus on that part of, a part of the feature, yeah, and, and the content that you create depends on what it is that you want to be able to highlight. You want to ask, who is your target audience? Uh, what type of genre or genres is your game? Because that way you'll be able to use that to research the influencers. And, and then lastly is how much are you willing to share about your game to determine the level of integration with the influencer? Do you want to bring them in early into part of the development process or do you want to bring them at the very end of, uh, of the marketing combination? But when you are working on this, it's super important to be inclusive in your planning um, and, and you work towards a unified vision about what you want to accomplish. It's a, uh, and, and I understand that a lot of times it's uh, you, that the person working on this campaign is wearing a lot of hats and might not be a lot of different departments, but it's important to be inclusive and, and talk to the marketing, talk to your developer, to the development team, um, talk because you might need dev support for an activation that you're trying to put together. What is the PR angle? What is your community? And all those should be inclusive of, of the planning process. And it's also, and so from gathering, it's important to gather the information, analyze it, 
and communicate, communicate, communicate. Communicate to your team, communicate externally. Um, and I think that that really lays the groundwork for being able to bring everybody in to help you um, get this process done because this is not one person does it all. You will also always need help, whether it's internal or external. And then the messaging. Uh, what is the story you want to tell about your game through the influencers? And how does that story live on the different platforms? Uh, how does it align with your other stories being told through PR and brand messaging? And then what type of content will it be? Is it a tournament? Is it straight play? Is it a Q&A uh, with the dev team? There's all different kinds of activities that you can do, you can do bounties. Um, but when you're thinking about the content strategy, it's going to go from, is it a short form? Is it a long form? Uh, is it live on Twitch or YouTube? Is it, is it a recorded? Is it a highlight of the game that you want to live on YouTube? Um, what and how that content lives on those different platforms will look very different and it has to look very different. Assets are incredibly important. Art assets are incredibly important in communicating the message of, of, of your game because of the visual nature of it. And it really helps with creating a unified message across all the different platforms. Um, and then an additional part is also to be able to consider the, the global execution of it. Does it include the different regions? Um, does it need to be translated? How is it going to be received in each of the communities? Um, and so all of those things are, are things that you consider um, in, in your content strategy. So the influencers. Um, the first part is research, research, research. Um, there are services out there that are free, uh, that allows, that are connected to the Twitch APIs, that allows you to study the type of uh, games that other content creators play. You can use that tool as a discoverability. Um, what is their reputation? Look at all their channels. What is it that they're saying on their Twitter? Um, do the Google search, the research. It, it's super important to watch their content, be familiar with it. And, and lastly, how is their community? Are they, are they a supportive community? How is it that they manage their interactions with their community? All that matters. Um, ultimately, from a long-term solution, if you work with a supported creator program in which you are integrated in, it's kind of like the Fortnite program, that allows you to also be able to discover the content creators that are most effective and being able to communicate the message of your game. Deliverables, be specific. It's a what, when, where, why, how. Uh, you have to be very specific, the dates, the times, what type of deliverables, how long the, the video is going to be, what are the chat asks that you're asking, 
be uh, what type of content are you asking them to provide? Uh, is it is it participating in the tournament? Who else is participating in the tournament? Even if they're not uh, finalized, you can always communicate, hey, these are the other people that we're considering. Um, and then reaching out. Uh, the list, uh, have a list of the qualified influencers that you want to work with. Figure out if you're going to work through an agency um, that will help you manage the entire campaign, or if you're going to do the reach out your, yourself through the talent, very many talent management companies. Many times they all have contact information on Twitter, so you can reach out to them. And the most important thing that I can say about the process of reaching out to the content creators is that you should have backups. Um, have the have the the your ideal scenario on on reach out a if they're not available you can continue to go down the line um, but always have backups and always provide deadlines for when they need to get back to you in order that you have the time necessary to be able to execute access a successful campaign so integrating the community include um, some of the some of the tactics there's there's lots of different tactics that you can use but include user um, user generated content into your assets that is always exciting and obviously your community that it comes that is spending lots of time on your game if multiplayer include community in the activation uh, their community or your community uh, twitch drops as well and then also invite other communities uh, do crossovers, be, uh, make new friends on those new communities. And I think that that really helps level up both sides. And then the timeline. Um, this ties back to everything that I've reviewed in the initial few pages. And I know that six to eight months seems like a long time for planning, but because there are so many things that can go wrong if you start out early, early enough, it allows you to be able to recover from, from the different circumstances that arise. So six to eight months out, start with the insights and the brainstorming part. Understand the audiences that you're trying to market to um, and so how, what the game is and the audiences that you are trying to reach really allow for you to have an effective creative brainstorm. And that brainstorm can be done internally with your team. It can be done externally with vendors. From that creative brainstorm, make sure that you're including the type of content strategy. What is it a tournament? Um, how will it live on the different platforms? And all these things should be part of the initial brainstorm section. You don't have to have it be completely finalized until until you go a little bit more into it. But all of this are important part of the, of the brainstorming part. And measurement and reporting. I know that this gets to be very difficult sometimes. How is it that you want to measure the success of, of your campaign? I don't think that... that that has to be necessarily led by impressions. Does it does it depend on the type of um, 
the type of content that is created? Are you happy with how fun it showcased your game? Is it the number of viewers? Um, is it hours watched? Um, and how many, how, what was the engagement levels? All those things you want to be able to track. Uh, you want to be able to track for your game before and after as well. And then at this point, you can also uh, determine, it's super important to determine what that budget is, obviously. But there's an influencer solution at every budget. Um, and, and so to me, it doesn't matter whether you've got $20,000 or you've got $200,000, there is a solution for everybody. And then part of the six to eight months out influencer and campaign strategy, you're going to use all those data and insights that you've been discussing and all those uh, um, creative brainstorms to really hone in within that six to eight months what that creator strategy is going to look like. You're going to be reviewing the selection of influencers that you've put forth. You'll be doing the research. You'll be able to <clears throat> come to confirmation on the what the platform strategy is and what that creative and go-to-market strategy is. Now, it's you're six to eight months out, um, so, it so there'll be a lot of movement to towards it. <clears throat> but three to six months out, is when, excuse me, you really want to be able to start on the production part because there will be production execution that you need to start out that in advance, depending on the, on the level of integration that you want to be able to do. Are you going to be creating and designing animated videos? Are you going to be incorporating people into the trailers themselves? What are the social and digital uh, assets going to look like? That creation needs to happen. Experiential, if that is happening, you're obviously, honestly, then you're working a lot more than, than six to eight months in advance. Um, and, and then you're really at the three to six months, the timing, finalize what that influencer selection is going to look like. And, 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 it, and, and it should be a decent size list. Uh, depending on the game and then your budget as well, but you'll want those backups that I've mentioned. So that's three to six months with the production um, and execution when it comes to the assets. But one to two months out, and I, I and I know I get reached out a week in advance sometimes, but those are really just for a straight play opportunity. But one to two months out, you should be reaching out to the influencers slash content creators. Some will respond, some will take some time to respond, some will not respond. That's why you need the one to two month time window on that. You'll be providing the date and the time, uh, which I reviewed earlier. What's incredibly important as part of the deliverables that I highly recommend is that you include, if you're not doing straight uh, play, request that you include a time for rehearsal and a tech check. A tech check might not be necessary, but if you're coming up with a, an, an interesting concept for the type of content that you want to do that's not normal, um, that includes game features or it includes a contest or a competition with others, uh, you want to be able to run through it to make sure that they are prepared that they might have some questions and also that they might provide feedback for you on enhancing that con uh, the, the strategy. They'll provide feedback on what they think the community might want to be able to see depending on the game. 
And so this is not, this is something that is requested often. And so it's not something that's unexpected. Um, and I highly recommend that to address the issues of being prepared um, for that. And then the platforms, What pla be specific about the platforms that you want the content to live on, uh, communicate the budget, um, and once again, just finalizing the, the content strategy of how uh, do they have any creative feedback on it. Sometimes we um, influencers get a lot of requests to have provide feedback on the content strategy. Um, what I recommend is always allowing for give an outline and allow for input if that's what you're looking for. Um, but always provide some sense of an outline uh, because you want to be able to be the person coming up with the idea and then they can they can enhance it. And um, that is the review of running a hopefully smoothly uh, uh, influencer-led marketing campaign. This is my contact information. I don't have Twitter. Uh, so... I'm, uh, I'm old school and I can also be reached via LinkedIn as well. <laughs> What's the best way to bring creators in early-ish before you have anything polished, but the game doesn't look bad and no marketing materials? I think that the best way to be able to do that is to really just re reach out with an email outlining what it is it'd be great to be able to have a trailer but you have to be very specific about the request is it did you want them to have input um they'll always want to is there a budget associated but they'll always want to have a good information about what your game is so they can evaluate the opportunity give them enough information to be able to evaluate the opportunity and, and I'm glad that you read that question again, since Ash is telling me backstage, you're muted, Jay. All right. So, <laughs> next one up from the Discord. I'm a streamer that wants to be more hands-on in the industry. How can I find a developer that's looking for someone to jump in early and help the game grow and come together? Oh, I just love this question. Um, so, if you... If you know um, the type, obviously you, you're you're probably researching this out. And you know the type of game that you want to be able to interact with. Be in their Discord channel. Reach out to them. Um, reach out via any other social channels. Uh, be very specific and constructive on the feedback that you have. It you don't have to say hey, the game is perfect or anything like that. You just be be as very specific in the feedback and just be present, be engaged. And I think that many developers would love to be able to have you be part of that process. All right. The next one for the Discord as well. And if you've got questions, folks, you pop them into chat here. We'll see them no matter where they are. Um, but there's also a AMA question session on the Discord server. So you can pop them there too. But Another one from the Discord. Content creators can be very critical of early steps. <laughs> no. <laughs> How do I express to them that we are early in development and that their voice matters, but I can't influence all the steps? 
Oh, such wonderful questions. Um, I, I think choosing, you need to choose which influencers that it is that you want to be able to work with. I think part of it from an influence perspective, sometimes it's really, they get frustrated because they don't know which, if their influencer, if they're, what they provided as feedback is actually being taken in or not. Um, but I, I think that from, from how do you, <laughs> this was always an interesting question. Um, how, how you express yourself is just saying, Hey, we are the game developers. We really appreciate your feedback and then super valuable feedback. It's just a, it, there's a lot of considerations that go into the development process and it's all based on tech issues and, um, and priorities on how that is, but the development process is not an easy process. That's what I usually start with as well. I mean, is there, I mean, we see this as well from even just gamers in general, if something's out there in early access, it's like no matter how many disclaimers you put on there that, hey, uh, this is early, they still want to jump all over everything. Is there a polite way of getting this point across early on? I. So this is an interesting thing too. I think that, I think that most people actually do understand that. And I think that those people who are, we tend to, for us educated people who are looking at it or gamers, we just give that as a grain of salt, right? Like, like as an audience member, right? Like as an audience member, um, it's, you're taking their, you know, they're like, those people are just talking nonsense. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's just those are few those are those are some few voices that are super loud and so I think that your audience is actually pretty smart I wouldn't underestimate how smart they are and so they know that some of that might be for show sometimes yeah and, and that's the point a lot of times it is it's it's the the loud ones that vocal minority that tends to jump out and just derail everything for everybody else. All right. Next up, what if you did all your homework on a content creator and they pass all the tests, but things become crazy when it comes to your game? How do you reel it all back in? Um, I'm not exactly sure by it. Things become crazy. Uh, when it comes to your game, um, is there any way to get more details? Or... I mean, if I mean, just looking at past thoughts, I mean, if if the streamer suddenly has some sort of controversy that pops up, or yeah. they run off on some completely different tangent with regards to your game or something like that, but I think most of the time it comes from something happens with, with that streamer and their network or their, yeah their viewers. So I think it's super important that when you're working with influencers that you, that you, that they sign a contract um, that in which they are not going to be toxic, uh, disparaging. Um, and also, and, and that is super important to, to do from the upfront. Um, 
I do have to say, when you are doing a research, you'll have to determine for yourself how much risk you're willing to take on with a particular content creator. So much more safer than others. Um, others are huge. Um, and so you'll have to be comfortable with taking some of that risk. Um, and it's not, it, 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 and, and their previous actions in a lot of times do determine how their behavior will be as well. There's some that are much safer, brand safe than others. Are, is there an online spot where you can get those sorts of agreements, like a non-disparaging agreement? Or is it one of those that it needs to be custom created by a lawyer for each project? No, you know what, Jay? You probably could, as part of your indie games business, could probably provide just a straight template because it doesn't have to be complicated, right? It's it's just really a template. And I'm like, please don't be toxic. Don't, <laughs> you know, just like, don't say disparaging. Don't say those remarks. Uh, it's okay. This is the other thing that I also tell influencers. It's okay to provide feedback to the game and saying, hey, I wish they could have done this or that, but there's a way to be able to do the pro provide um, critique without being toxic or disparaging. I, I could just copy our Discord server rules and you know just number one, don't be a dick. Yeah. There we go. That's yeah. all. That's all we have to do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next is from Joker over on which how many there are many influencers that wish to be involved in the making of a game with voice acting story gameplay or art how can they be integrated seamlessly as a part of the team early and market the game without bias on first public play i think it's honestly as easy as reaching out to them um some it, it some have already expressed interest in being part of the game development process. Um, and I think that they'll, once again, you just need to be able to provide a very clear, concise, it's probably like when you're pitching to publishers, right? You're trying to communicate what your game is. In this case, you're communicated to the influencer. I think it's much easier if you come to them and, and be specific on how you want them to be integrated. Is it through VO? Um, is it a particular feature that you want their opinion on? Is it the marketing of it? Um, but I think it's a similar pitch. Sign up today for the Indie Game Business Newsletter. It's a weekly source of business news curated for indie dev teams. We've got discounts on all Indie Game Business events and events from all of our partners. You get a first look at the summaries and takeaways from all of our podcasts. There's exclusive opportunities for promotions and early access to new tools for development, monetization, and more. Check it out, sign up, powellgroupconsulting.com slash publisher dash list.
So I'm answering questions on the back end okay. as well. All right. So from, I mean, part of it too is they're not going to be able to do it without bias, that first one, because there is going to be bias. They just need to acknowledge it. So from Chris Brasden on YouTube, I want to bring in some mid-level streamers to do voice work in my game. Two or three have a lot, but most will have very brief parts. It's a lower budget game. Any advice on compensation for them? Um, this is what I always tell developers when they come to us requesting um, for our influencers to be part of their campaigns. Um, be honest. Just be honest about it. I, With everyone that I've worked with, they will all consider smaller budgets other than the regular rates because they want to be, if it's a game they, they enjoy, they want to support you. Um, every single one that I've worked with, I said, yes, I will consider opportunities from indie developers um, and just be honest about how much budget that you have and that you can't give any more um, and they'll provide you with the feedback or not. But in my case, when I'm um, at Loaded, I always take every single deal to them for them to be able to consider. All right, from uh, one of my favorite devs, and Corey, I'm guessing this is you, and you should stop watching these streams and work on Cyber Night so I can get my playable of that, um, just to you know, let you know. So, do you have examples of campaign formats that you've been particularly impressed by within the ability of an indie to set up and execute on, more than just a let's play that more developers can use? I think my most exciting ones, and it really deep. I love that, Jason. It depends. So it really depends on the type of game that you're working on. But my most favorite ones are if it's a develop, if it's a multiplayer, and it has a private server. I love the idea of having an influencer play with their community and your community and it's just really super fun to see i think it's just a win-win for everybody um i don't know i it, it, i know it, it doesn't seem very complicated i don't think it has to be but those are really my favorite ones when we're we're doing something like that i think private service from a multiplayer perspective are super important because it creates a space for your community to gather together All right. And another one, I'm just rolling in here. Another one from Discord. I have a great community, but it's small. What steps can I take to look better for devs so it inspires me to work for them? So that it inspires them to want to work with me as a streamer. Hmm. I don't, I think... What they're going to want to see is in ensuring that, I know this is also a very simple answer. They're going to want to see that you're super professional, that you answer your emails. And I, and I, I, this is not always the case. So just be super professional. I think as long, it doesn't matter if your community is small, um, they're going to want to work with you. Um, ask them to for the free keys, participate in their Discord channels, 
be engaged, be aware. This is just part of being like a regular community member. But I don't know anybody who wouldn't want to work for an influencer who who shows all of those things. They all they all they all wish the, the exemplary one is to show up, be present, be have a positive community. All right, and let's see. The other one is you know, always focus. You have a small but dedicated and niche yeah. community. Just use that to like sell your community. Um, all right, next one up. Do you have any specific websites that you would suggest for streamers? Like how can we find keys and get direct contact aside from Twitter? Um. You know what, Jay and I were just talking about this. Um, every developer should have a Discord channel <laughs> uh, in order for them to be able to maintain their communities. And you should be able to find that Discord channel via Twitter as well. Um, they, they want to hear from you, uh, provide them with the information of who you are, um, but that's really it through Twitter or through Discord. That's one of the things that you and I were talking about yeah. before the before everything started too was that you know publishers or, or developers or people that you want to deal with should have a Discord and it's really overlooked a lot of the times in terms of how do we go out and find that contact information. All right, hold on, I'm scrolling, scrolling. So from Twitch, as part of a dev team at university, what would be the best ways to reach out to influencers to work with us in advertising our games? I think that this is message, whether university or starting out, I think it's super important to, and it's the same, probably very similar message that you're providing to some of the, um, to PR or anybody involved is be detailed, provide what the game information is, provide stuff like the trailer. Um, some influencers, do your research on the influencers. Some are very uh, indie focused. Um, I would recommend focusing on those. Somebody like Lyric has indie sub Sundays. Um, so do the research on the influencers who, who focus in this space. And, and I think that you'll, um, this will be the most effective reach out for somebody, but they, they are they're out there for the variety influencers. All right. And I'm circling back because I, I missed one as well. Wait, no, there we go. All right. So what do you think a good rule of thumb is for rates in relation to influencer led content? For example, a Twitter post versus a 30 second pre-roll with assets provided versus a four hour dedicated stream. Oh my goodness. We always get the easy questions. <laughs> okay, rates are all over the place. Uh, they're all over the place. And how, and, and it, it just depends on the type of content that you wanna create and the type of game it is. That four hour dedicated stream, um, you could create a lot of content from that. 
um, but of course that's a live that's a live stream, right? And so you would have to do the additional content for it, um, for it to be able to a lead on that. Um, I would recommend there's Twitter, but there's there's nothing currently, and this thing stuff changes all the time. There's nothing like discoverability via TikTok. Yes. And I mean, to be just blunt, Twitter's a big question mark right now because, yeah. you know, even even with all the craziness going on at their head office, it's like even the folks there are questioning whether or not the engagement rates and all the statistics you're seeing are, are accurate or not. So it's like, why would you, I know it's a, it's a big place for developers to be, but it's one of those that it's, it's so high risk versus going to TikTok where you're seeing so much growth in there there's, as well. There's two huge different things too about, so about Twitter, the thing is it's about now, right? Like it's about the latest information. It's like, what has happened today and how relevant that is. But TikTok is a very different platform where timing or how relevant isn't necessarily matters because of the way the algorithm works. And so that video could be five months old. It doesn't matter. Right. And so how you discover and how that is run, it's just it's a really great tool for discoverability for anybody who's trying to do that, whether you're an influencer or whether you're a game. All right. So, so Tony has a follow up question. Is there a difference between the budgets for loaded for what you all do and the first streamers? Um. What do you mean by loaded versus streamers? Like loaded is a management company for streamers. So is there a difference between what we do versus I, what I other would, companies do? I, I would guess it would be along the lines of the different tiers and pricing for like literally bringing you all on board. Oh my gosh. I hate to say that I'm, I'm saying that it depends, but I will, t I'll be honest with you. If you only have, $20,000, that is enough. You just need to figure out what who the right influencers are for what you're trying to do. Um, I don't want anybody to thinking that you need a big budget to be able to do this. It just depends on how much work you do yourself versus other people. All right, so Chris says, we want to include a streamer mode in our game. It's a 2D single-player roguelike. Any advice on how to do that in a great way for that type of game? Ooh, do you, uh, maybe this is a Discord conversation because I have so many questions. Um, how do you know who is it that you want to be able to target and include? Because um, there's specific, you want to include somebody who likes these type of games, right? So you want to make sure that you're working with somebody who's really engaged, is going to be present. Um, and you can do that by doing the research on something like um uh, and like I said, any of those sites that are, have the the Twitch API, um, but yes, like that would be somebody would love that. I would love that. I want to see that. Like it makes complete sense to me. Um, and, and put your pitch together. I always tell people if they want to reach out to somebody, put put your pitch together. Uh, be clear. It's always communicate, communicate. Um, reach out have a list of people who you want to reach out. Some will say yes, some will say no. Um, but it's pretty the same process. 
Uh, and since you, we were just talking about TikTok, and it is in terms of marketing today, uh, one of the newer ones. I mean, what are some of the best practices you all have seen for attacking that market versus what folks are doing right now on Twitch or, or Twitter or the other social media sites? It's, so I'm not exactly sure how I would define what it is, the best practices, but what I would want to be able to do is work with native influencers on TikTok um, because they're going to they're gonna have their following there. So work with the native people that are already on there. Um, it's hard to do a brand specific, to do a brand channel. You're going to want to work with an influencer on that. They will know what type of content it is that they should be creating for it. Um, but that would honestly, my number one is to work with somebody who's native. Now, is there a way, I haven't played enough on TikTok to know, but is there a way to somewhere you can go to just like search up the biggest, you know, who the, the more prominent gaming creators are on there? Or is it just a matter of surfing through the? Platform. It's just, it's really kind of surfing through it too. Gotcha. And it's interesting too in the audience that you want to target too. Um, now I feel like everybody under 13 is using TikTok, right? So you're going to go for a much younger audience as well. That's where that audience lives now. Um, so think about the audience that you want to target. Is it because people like me are old and they get annoyed that every time I open it up, it automatically starts playing music and, sh and I don't want to hear that. I just want to see what they yeah. Jay, I'm there. I'm, <laughs> I'm so there. But I highly recommend it. I, I, I'm, my own behavior is a whole other thing, but from I just totally recommend it for discoverability. With Monica and I on the stream, you all have hit the get off of my lawn section of, of the conference now. <laughs> okay, so another one from the streamer point of view. Do you know of any resources I can use to help me come up with a pitch as a streamer that I can present to devs? That's interesting because usually we see it the other way around. Should I be creating reels or capturing all my analytics? What makes me look m the most professional? Uh, yes, um, I think that's a wonderful question. Uh, you should be creating reels, especially if you wanted to do VO. Um, but the reels make sense. Do a highlight reel. I mean, you're already creating a lot of video anyway, but create a highlight video, what the type of content that you're doing, especially including that reel, both non and non-sponsored work. If um, So they show how you work with brands. Um, and then they, they love the analytics. They want to see the numbers. Uh, they want to see how engaged the viewership and all of that, how that goes with it. Um, but it could all be done on one, one page too as well. Now I'm sitting here messaging the team going, we need to do a talk on how to pitch yourself as a streamer because we've never done that. All right, here's a, here's a big one from Twitch. As an influencer, I generally make content for certain genres, i.e. survival, RPG, no matter whether it's indie or AAA. With that, would you or devs ever recommend diversifying so when that particular content does come up, they know to reach out or continue only making that content with the hope that devs will notice? Okay. You, whatever, 
you need to play the, a variety of games no matter within that genre. Like if you only, it's okay to be genre specific. Developers are evaluating influencers based on the genre. Well, a lot of variables, of course, but they're evaluating the type of games. If you only play one single game, that is not, um, then they won't consider you uh, because all your audience will drop off if you're going to play something else. Um, train your audience to watch you play a variety of different games and developers love that just love it all the genres you want to participate in those are the genres that you should be streaming and have a schedule have a schedule when you're playing those and don't look at the viewer numbers yeah that's, that's what dan told me when we first got started <laughs> um all right so are there any tools for identifying demographics for specific influencers you know what? I don't know if there are any public ones. Um, Wait, are there private ones? Well, internally, they have their access to all their oh, well, yeah. demo information. I thought you were talking about some kind of paid service or something. <laughs> no, there's a lot of services out there, though, who have the Twitch API. Uh, so, I don't uh, know how deep the demo is, though. So. Could you estimate it or base it on the demographics of the games that they most frequently play? There's some crossover there, but not fully. Okay. It also depends on the platform too, Twitch versus YouTube. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. All right, wait. So that's interesting. So how do the how do the demographics between YouTube and Twitch differ? Uh, YouTube is much more mass versus Twitch, which is more core. Gotcha. It's all, it's all the good information today. All right. So we've only got about five or six more minutes. So if you've got questions, pop them in chat or pop them in the Discord and we can do it. And keep in mind, Monica's on the Discord, like all of our wonderful speakers. So if you have questions afterwards just hop in the channels there and ask away. So Matthew and bless you. I'm not going to try to pronounce that last name from YouTube. I missed the whole presentation. <laughs> well, the good thing is you can watch it for free. We don't hide our stuff behind a vault or anything. So everything is always available on YouTube, but how would you approach a streamer in an email to ask them to play your game? If your game isn't popular, this is still a good question. Um, it, I would say, do your research on the type of influencers that you want to work with. Come up with that list. You will see you you'll see the deck as well. And, and it's the same process. Do your research on the type of influencers that you want to work with. And then do a concise summary of what it is. Send them the trailer. Um, see, depending on the size, there will be a budget that is requested or not requested. It just depends on who it is, but provide as much information about your game as possible. And Monica just brought up a good point. If you want a copy of Monica's deck, it's very easy. All you need to do is go over to indiegame.business and just get the free ticket for our conference. That way we know where to send it to you. Basically, everybody who has a ticket, whether it's the meeting sessions or just the, the videos, we'll get a copy of all the decks from the conference. So make sure you do that. And then we can send it to you 
end of this week, early next week. All right. If you contact a small streamer who collabs with others or has many influencer friends, how much more public attention would it have versus a streamer with a larger video video ugh, viewer audience on their own? Both are really important, to be honest with you. Um, it is super important to have those social circles matter, actually. They, you support each other as a community online. I think that they're wonderful. And they're really wonderful for a developer because then oh, it's to me, I just love it because then you're playing with a bunch of friends online and the content's really great. And it's and the and the developer doesn't necessarily have to figure out, well, who is this person's gonna want to play with? Are they gonna play with this person or not? It helps fill out the list. Um, and it depends on the type of um, what are you using the influencer for? Are you using for um, just to showcase content updates? Is it a feature or are you trying to rank on, on, on Twitch? So if you're, if you're going for like, hey, a big splash, then the large viewer, larger viewer audience really, really matters. Um, and I think those are for launch and big, big announcements. But if you're maintaining and you're doing the other ones, I love the social circles. Just love them because it just you want that natural integration with your friends. And Joker points out, you know, Twitter, you search games in the same genre as yours and then check the comments on the official or fan post. You can find them that way. Plus specific searches such as horror VTuber. Oh, cool. All right, next up from YouTube, is it a good idea to approach streamers with a demo for community building or do you need to have something more substantial like a near complete game? It depends on what you're comfortable with. Um, and it depends on the influencer. Um, it goes back to doing the research and the type of content that they make. Um, and so it's very varied depending on who you want to work with. All right, Rohan's got a question, and we already know the answer to this one. What What are the going YouTube rates? It's going to depend. Yes, it's all over the place. Is there any sort of rule of thumb on the basic level? YouTube is a very different, is very unique on how they do the views in and so if you're trying to measure success on views versus content, that that's, that's how you measure the YouTube rates. Um, but it, I don't, it's, it's all over the place. So basically have a budget that you have in mind and yeah. then do a bit of research to look into how to best use it. Yeah. And yes, it, it depends. It always depends. All right, Monica, thank you so much for this. This was awesome. Um, and sorry for all of the confusion getting rolling. We've been talking backstage, and that's an issue we'd never even seen before. So, But don't worry. Yeah. We will edit out the awkward before we go final. Okay. Um, if you've got, if, folks, if you've got any more questions for Monica, she's on our Discord. Go to discord.gg slash indie game business, and we'll be good to go. Uh, and with that, we're going to roll on into our next segment. Give us two minutes to cycle everything, and then we'll be good to go. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jay.
Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at IndieGame.Business.